Welcome to Ulcerative Colitis, Autoimmune Healing Journey. My name is Jay India and I am your journey guide. I'm so happy that you are here because we can heal together on this journey. This is episode 14, Healing Modalities for Trauma with Joanne Pavin, and she is back from episode five, so I'm really excited to uh, give you this episode. And this is a recording of our clubhouse room. So if the audio sounds different, that is why I'm excited to share this with you because Joanne is such an expert and you know her, as I said, from episode five. So this is a real treat that she's come back and is going to speak to us. And I have other experts that are coming on this podcast in the coming months that I know you will absolutely enjoy. I just want to give everyone a disclaimer here that I am going to mention the subject of childhood sexual abuse. If that activates anyone, please contact a mental health professional. If you haven't listened to the previous episode, episode 13, which is Healing Trauma with Allison Challa, she is a psychotherapist who's phenomenal and works virtually. So definitely contact her, look in those show notes. If you can't find it for some reason, it should be there clearly. DM me, email me at freespiritpodcasts at gmail.com and I will get you that name happily. And then today, you know, we're going to discuss just a touch of that subject as well. But that was such a That was such a podcasting goal for me because I wanted to get a mental health professional on the podcast with me to speak about the childhood sexual abuse. And I was really proud of that episode. If you haven't listened, please listen. If you know someone who can benefit from that episode, please do me a solid and pass it on. Before we get into the episode today, I want to talk about this absolutely mind-blowing, phenomenal Apple podcast review I received from Leah with a heart. Leah, if you're out there, I love this review. You made my husband cry. (laughs) That's how good this review was. I'm going to read it today because Leah provides so much exceptional information that I have to read it. It is long, but that's okay. So here we go. This is on Apple Podcasts, five stars. The title is Emotional Validating and Educational. Long review warning. I wish I had found episode six before my colonoscopy because it was scheduled on a Monday, laughing out loud. Oh, that's right. I had talked about how don't schedule it on a Monday (laughs) because I almost had that problem too. Over a month ago, I had my very first colonoscopy appointment at an outpatient facility. Everything had been set up and ready to go two months prior to my big day. So I prepped, was hungry, dehydrated, and all. As I checked in, the busy but kind receptionist told me that I was not on file to be in that day or at all, and that my insurance was out of range for that particular facility. She told me that it would be around $7K, $7,000 to perform the colonoscopy without coverage. An absolute nightmare. I guess the doctor had been trying to contact me on the Thursday prior to my appointment, but I did not see it. Mind you, I am a 20-year-old student and a dog mom. I'm a dog mom too, Lee. I have three little ones. Between work and school, I am full-time busy and did not know they were trying to reach me at the last minute. I nearly cried in the office. I told the receptionist, 
I cannot do this any longer. I already prepped. I need someone, anyone to see me today. My only option for that day was to be seen at my local hospital if they had an opening for me and if anesthesia would be covered in my insurance. I sat in the outpatient facility with my father back and forth on phone calls between my hospital and our insurance for three hours until they assured me that I could be taken at the end of the day. So the Monday appointment that was supposed to be at 12 p.m. didn't happen until 6 p.m. It was horrendous. Although I am extremely grateful to the doctors who squeezed me in and were extremely patient and accommodating with me despite the crazy day I had and the amount of people they had to do before me. Nonetheless, I got my diagnosis of ulcerative colitis after 12 years of symptoms. I'm just going to say yay for that. Yay, yay for that. And that's how I found you. I am so grateful to you for being so raw and vulnerable about your story. It has been validating, relatable, and truly made me think outside the box when it comes to the origin of my IBD. I have severe OCD and anxiety since I was a little girl. I was in a home where my parents fought tumultuously until they eventually got divorced. The child in me carried her sadness, trauma, her rumination, and bad memories in her gut. I remember nights of my parents fighting where I would wake up and run to the toilet, which eventually turned into flaring and bleeding. My journey has just begun. I have finally started to prioritize my mental and physical well-being, and I have a long way ahead. I resonate with your story and the hopelessness you felt for so long. It spoke to my inner child who wasn't validated or taken seriously. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. It touched me and so many other people. I've been sharing this podcast with my UC friends, and I hope you know how much of a difference you are making on this topic. Okay, I'm going to (laughs) cry. Leah, that was so beautiful and unexpected and made my day, and I do have tears in my eyes right now, and I'm trying to get it together for the... (laughs) to discuss, you know, to, to talk on this podcast I just want to say on behalf of all of the medical system, I'm assuming you're in the U.S., you may not be, but let's just say wherever you are, I apologize. I I apologize. If no one has apologized to you yet, I apologize because what happened to you was absolute bullshit because they should have gotten a confirmation from you. This is what kills me right now about healthcare. Send out the text. You know, you're 20 years old. Of course, you're going to respond to a text. Of course, you're going to see a text, right? And you're just going to reply yes or see or whatever to confirm. They didn't do that. That's on them. And I really... I really empathize with what you went through. I really do. And we all know colonoscopy preps are hell. They're hell. And then you have to sit there and starve yourself for another six hours and you're in stress going into the prep. So I wouldn't be surprised if your results were very inflamed. That's my guess here is that you had a really inflamed results because it's stressful. As Leah so intelligently pointed out, how much does this procedure cost? $7,000 without insurance. That's, that's insane. And I just wanted to say, I haven't talked about this yet because I want to do a whole episode on interstitial cystitis. I did mention it. I do talk about it briefly in my book. Interstitial cystitis is a painful bladder syndrome. I was diagnosed in 2004. I had no money. I was 25, 24 years old. And I remember to find this special urologist, I had to take something like 
two buses because it was outside of the city of Boston. I didn't have a car and they had left me a voicemail and said, okay, it's on this day, this time I did something stupid and we can all learn from me. I erased that voicemail. That was so fucking stupid. So I arrive at the office. I've, I've taken the tea. If anyone knows a tea in Boston, it's their subway. I've taken two buses. It's taken me, I swear to God, like two and a half hours to get there. Between waiting and trains and buses and the whole thing, I arrive at the office and they said, oh, we don't have you scheduled for today. We have you scheduled for tomorrow. And I said, wait, no, I have a, a voicemail that says today. Guess what? I erased the goddamn voicemail. So ever since that incident, whenever I have an appointment for anything, anything, you're talking like the insulation people coming in in a few weeks, you're talking especially doctors, dentists, colonoscopy, I will screenshot if I have to, if it's easier, but I always keep everything in emails, in texts, everything, because I've learned from that incident in 2004. And Leah's story is so valid with regard to that. So just, you know, learn from me and learn from my mistakes, definitely, because that will uh, help you in the future. And then there's something else I wanted to comment that I loved about this. Oh, yes, that's what I wanted to say is absolutely. I'm so glad that I'm helping people look at their IBD or UC in a different way. Because again, I am approaching this mind, body, soul, right? Every time I think of when I have an issue, it's mind, body, soul. So I had an issue. No, I have. It's gotten much better, but I have an issue with acid reflux. I look at that mind, body, soul, like what am I eating what am I doing? How am I exercising? But also what's being kept in, you know, from last episode with Allison Chawla, we talk about acid reflux and how in her patients that there's secrets being stuffed down and there's more that needs to come out. And are you, you know, hindering yourself voice-wise in any way? Because a lot of times that has to do with acid reflux. So I also have to think of it mind and soul as well. I appreciate you, Leah, saying that I've helped you at least look at IBD through a different lens. And also, I wanted to make this comment, Leah, that you're a really good writer. So I hope (laughs) that you're writing. I'm assuming you're a writer. If you're not a writer, you may want to think about that and think about where to take your story. Because let me tell you something, you can write. And when I read this to my husband, That's the first comment he made. He said, wow, she's a really good writer. And I said, yeah, she is a good writer. So, you know, I'm also on the side, I don't talk about on this podcast, but I'm a intuitive book writing mentor. So I recognize good writing when I see it. So think about that, Leah, because you're young, you're only 20. Let me tell you, you are leaps and bounds above where I was at 20 years old. So I just really admire you. I admire your perseverance that day and how you handled it. I think reading between the lines, you handled it the best way you could have handled it and you received the result you needed to receive that day. You were not leaving that facility until you got that result. So I'm really proud of you. I'm proud of you for being a young woman, standing up for yourself, standing up for your healthcare. Good on you for being the person you are 
and I just really appreciate you and I hope you know that. Okay, let's move on to today's episode. I love what Joanne has to say. We give you six healing modalities. This is an overview. It goes goes fast. We don't go super deep into each modality. Instead, what we do is we give you that overview so you can research yourself. And I think that's the best way to do things. So the next time Joanne and I do a clubhouse room together, we're going to take one modality at a time. But right now you're going to see an overview and this conversation is so pertinent to helping all of us with IBD, with UC, with Crohn's, because we keep all of our emotions and our feelings stuffed inside our digestive tract and we need to get them out. So without further ado, I give you episode 14, Healing Modalities for Trauma with Joanne Pavin. I would like to introduce our topic today, releasing stored trauma in the body. And hello, Kayla May, Rebecca Winston. Thank you so much for joining us. I just want to remind everyone, we're very smart women, but we're not doctors or therapists. So please consult with a doctor or mental health professional. We will discuss our topic first. So you guys have all the information, all the resources, all the modalities. I will be pinning links in the chat. And by the way, the replays will be on. So if you're like, I'd love to listen to this again, the replays will be on. And also this will be an episode of my podcast, which is Above Your Head, which I will speak about in a little bit. Hello, Michael. Hello, walking. I hope you are all doing well today. So uh, Joanne, uh, are we ready to start? Is that good? Ready when you are. All right. So I'm going to intro myself first. My name is Jay India. And in 2021, I endured a life-threatening flare of ulcerative colitis, which is an inflammatory bowel disease and an autoimmune disease. I'm lucky I have both. Yay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I dropped 20 pounds in two weeks. I stopped eating and drinking and suffered from 50 colon spasms a day, that's five zero. I was house ridden for months and bedridden for almost two months. I couldn't find any great resources online to heal myself. So I started the podcast, which is above your head, ulcerative colitis, autoimmune healing journey. And that has been just really cathartic for me and learning how to, you know, release all of this stored trauma. So Joanne, I would love for you to introduce yourself. Good morning, good afternoon. I'm Joanne Pavin, and I'm an integrative wellness consultant. And what that means is that I use a number of modalities. I guess today would be a good day to get into all of the training so that you know where I'm coming from with the advice that I'm giving. I will just back up about 20 years. I've been a massage therapist first and foremost, for 20 years. So I've worked on a lot of human bodies and some animals, including horses and dogs. <laughs> but I've worked on um, a lot of people. Following that up with intensive studies in yoga. And I've studied yoga both in the United States and in India. And Ayurveda, which is the sister science to yoga. And Ayurveda really looks at balancing your body with nature, looks at us as humans is multidimensional, that we're not just physical beings, but we are 
emotional, mental, spiritual, energetic beings. And we sometimes seem to forget that in the Western world, that we are all one with nature. With that, I also have some training um, body work also sort of piggybacks on with the mind connection. So when any, you know, we're, we're connected mind, body, soul. So I followed up a lot of this training with hypnotherapy, which is integrating your mind and your mindset and what you think. And so neuro-linguistic programming is training your mind and your brain um, with a therapist or with your own voice. And so that's a piece for the mental part of it. So when we get into talking about the mental aspect today, the hypnotherapy training, um, I will get deeper into. I've had these different modality trainings over the years and then, um, so I've had like a big picture and this introduction is long, but I feel that it's important today because I know people will say, well, why the hell should I listen to you? You know, like, um, well, you should listen to me just because I have 20 plus years of case studies of people that I've interacted with, that I've treated, that I've facilitated their healing process. I'll never say that I am a healer because I feel that I am just a portal or somebody who's bringing energy through myself so that I can help other people heal and they're really facilitating their own healing. So I'm sort of the um, lamp holder and shining light on the issues and then those people can take it um, uh, upon themselves to to bring on their own healing. And with that, I have the yoga, the body work, the hypnotherapy training, and meditation. Okay, so the meditation comes hand in hand with Ayurveda and yoga, but the meditation, I've learned from many meditation teachers, and that's one of the other modalities that we'll talk about today, but meditation is very important because it integrates not only your mind, but your body and your soul. And so all of this together you have a, a full package of, um, I guess, a full toolbox for healing your body if you can integrate you know, the physical, the mental, emotional, and spiritual. So I'm here today to share my experience, to share the modalities, and to hopefully lead you to some great resources and to be here myself as a resource. So with no more further ado, Jay, I will hand it over to you. Wow, what an intro. I love that. Thank you so much, Joanne. And please, you know, everyone take a look at Joanne's link. She is someone that I have learned so much from in honestly, the few months we've known each other. And so definitely take a look because she is so into the mind, body, soul connection. She completely embodies it and uh, follow her on Instagram. She has beautiful photos too on Instagram that I love of her food. Now, I just want to say before I move on, Winston, Kayla May, Rebecca, and walking. I just want to tell you that if you're enjoying this conversation at any point, please uh, share the room. We would love that. Uh, tell your friends to come in. So we'd appreciate that. And we're going to give you all of that information for you first, and then we will bring people up to stage if people want to come up to stage. So, uh, so I'm going to deliver all the information first with Joanne. So to begin today, I had endured a childhood trauma from age four to six, and I didn't tell anyone for 40 years. 40 years I kept this secret in. So all of this trauma stored in my body and seeped into my cells and my DNA. And this isn't anything that's woo-woo. You can go and search it right now online 
the connection between trauma and DNA, and you will find all of these scientific articles. There was actually been so many studies done where trauma just completely, as I said, seeps into your body. And this is what causes a lot of, you know, for example, I have ulcerative colitis, inflammatory bowel disease causes autoimmune disorders. So for me, I couldn't hold on to it any longer because it had been 40 years. So my body couldn't keep this trauma stuffed inside. So it began to manifest physically as ulcerative colitis, and that's how it came out. As UC or ulcerative colitis expert Ginny Patel-Thompson says on listentoyourgut.com, she believes that uh, 60% of all inflammatory bowel disease is caused by stored trauma in the body. For my case, I personally believe it was even higher. I think it was 70% because once I was able to go to talk therapy, which I'll talk about a little bit later, I went to a trauma energy healer and I was able to release that. That's when I had the flare and I was able to come out on you know, a different side and obviously a better side of things. So I'm going to pass it on to our expert, Joanne. And how would you explain stored trauma in the body, Joanne? And what have you seen from your clients as the physical manifestations of stored trauma? Thanks, Jay. And I want to just make a point. I'm always learning. So although I have a lot of experience, I love the term expert. I love that you think I'm an expert. So I just have to say that. you're the second person <laughs> this week that has done that. Oh my gosh. So funny. I'm like, and then this expert, and then you guys are all so humble. You're like, but I'm not an expert. I'm still learning. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It's ongoing, right? So it's just an ongoing process, continually learning. But okay. So we are energy beings. And if you break us down to the smallest particle, subatomic particle is the quark and the quark is not able to be dissected any further into, except into pure light. So we are light. We're just pure light. And we're all vibrating and we take on this physical manifestation body, but we're really just light energy vibrating, you know, with one another when you have manifestations in the physical body is that we all have energetic experiences, right? And that's just the experience of life. We're moving along. You know, um, in your case, I want to first foremost say I'm so sorry about the trauma that you endured as a young child. I listened to both episodes and any listeners in the audience. I would highly encourage you listen to Jay's ulcerative colitis, autoimmune journey, uh, healing journey podcast. Uh, she's just incredibly articulate with sharing every detail of what she went through. And it, it just, when we hear each other's stories, it helps us story, right? So I would encourage you to do that. But so Jay, I'm sorry that you endured this, but I'm so glad that you're at this point where you can heal yourself. Let this go finally, right? You know, you, you've, um, made strides in that process and it's taken you 40 years, but my gosh, at least you've done it in this lifetime. So when we have an experience such as Jay's, like at a young age or at any age, it gets frozen in the tissues. It gets frozen in our physical body by um, fear. So, you know, you tense up, say you have an accident or you have a trauma, you, you tense up and the energy is, is locked in. Okay, it's just like an energy lock within the body, in the muscles, in the physical tissue. And sometimes it never comes back out until you start realizing that it might be breaking down because there's triggers. Everyone says, oh, that's a trigger for somebody. Well, what's a trigger? Sometimes life events 
other life events will happen and you get triggered and then there's like this loosening of the energy that was frozen up and in your case when you were a young child that is probably what happened to you is that it just got stored there in the digestive system you weren't able to digest it because it was protected it was frozen within your body and then it loosens up and it starts to manifest in physical because we are physical beings so we start to see physical indications and it can be where you know we have pain or we have emotional outbursts um, we have things that we can't explain and the doctors usually don't find anything and they say you're fine or it's you know it's in your head well it's just this energy matrix that has landed there that needs to be released and let go and so there's a number of different modalities that we can use to do that and some are subtle and some are more intense and depending on your trauma you want to choose something that is easy for you to integrate where it's not going to disrupt your whole life because you're bringing all this stuff to the surface and it's like you know too much too fast joanne what have you seen with clients or specifically with ibd i don't know if you can talk to that when they have this trauma stored in the body do you see you know for example like tons of constipation or diarrhea or um migraines or how are you seeing it physically manifest as trauma i'm just curious if you see anything and i would say that they don't have to be clients but just people that i know like friends and family that have these issues so there's a lot more on that side of it that i've seen like okay well this is happening because obviously you've had this happen in your childhood or this happened in your marriage and you never really faced it but obviously i'm <laughs> i'm constantly taking in the information but i'm not i'm not saying anything to the people that you meet on the street right i'm thinking oh well that explains why you have that physical problem because well you went through all this mental anguish and you really never physically digested it or mentally or emotionally digested it so you're having all these issues yes with the digestive upset there always is something what has to do with digestion it, it usually is exactly that but you have to look at it at a deeper level like what haven't you digested what who, who is upsetting the digestion of your world it's you know in the abdomen obviously because it has to do with your digestion uh, that's the center of creation that's the center if you want to speak of it in like chakra i don't know if we want to go into that the third and fourth chakra there like that is the center of where you move forward you create like you produce so i feel like maybe you should share for our listeners i don't know if you're comfortable doing this but maybe you should share a little bit about what happened to you physically with finally came to terms with, oh my gosh, this is why this is happening, like why your ulcerative colitis is happening. Can you touch on that? And then maybe I can piggyback on that because that might help. Yeah, great question. Absolutely. So basically what happened is, well, you know what I'm going to do, Joanne? I'm actually going to reset the room first, and then I'm going to go into that because that's going to be my first modality I want to talk about. So we'll just organize it that way first, And but a great question. So if you just joined us, we are discussing releasing stored trauma in the body. Please be aware that Joanne and I are not therapists or mental health professionals. Please consult with a mental health professional. And we are now moving on to the modalities to release stored trauma in the body. And I'm going to discuss my experience Joanne is going to be giving us some amazing modalities, some I've never even heard of, and I am going to do my best to pin those links that Joanne so generously provided in the chat. 
And so you can pick them up there if you're in replays or, or you're listening right now. And I just want to say hi again to Winston, Kayla, May, Rebecca, and Walking Planet. And we're just giving you all the information first. And then if we have time, you are welcome to come up to stage and ask questions and tell your story. Please share the room. And if you have questions, please use the chat. I love the chat. It's it's really my thing. So. <laughs> All right. And hello, Lisbeth. So, okay. So I'm going to go into my experience because I think that's a really good segue, Joanne. I love that you picked that one up is when... I started to have ulcerative colitis symptoms. So I was having all these colon spasms and I was having rosacea and I had this thing called blepharitis, which is an eyelash parasite. How gross is that? But I actually had that and my body was speaking to me and I really didn't know what was going on. And then at the same time, I started to have memories of this childhood abuse that I endured from ages four to six. And the memories just started coming back slowly. And it was, you know, it was obviously pretty shocking. And something else that was strange in this journey that people don't talk a lot about is smell. Because when I was looking at the house with my husband that I have, we currently bought, I walk into the house and there's this smell and it's so familiar and I can't put my finger on it. And the kitchen looks so familiar and I can't put my finger on it. And I figured out that the, well, my abuser, she had the same exact kitchen and it smelled the same exact way. So I think that's one of the reasons the memories came flooding back almost 40 years later. So when they started to come flooding back, I'm going to talk about my first modality. And the first modality is talking with someone, which sounds simple but there's more to it because who do you talk to, right? Everyone says, go see a therapist, go see a mental health professional, but who is good for you? What is good for where you are in your life right now? So for me in the past, I've talked not about the abuse, but about other things to two therapists who were phenomenal. They are traditional talk therapists. Great. For this specific issue, I knew I needed more. I'm a big metaphysical person. I'm like Joanne, I live my life metaphysically and spiritually. So I knew that I needed to talk to someone who incorporated the metaphysical. I ended up going to a trauma energy healer, which her specialty is that she heals through her words. And then at the end, we did a whole sound music and energy healing session. And I found that worked extremely well for me. So I did two sessions with her last summer, and I may return for another session this summer. And what also helped is because of the type of abuse I endured, that was the first time I was able to tell a responsible adult. Can you imagine? I'm At the time, I was 43 years old, and I, I finally told an adult about the abuse, so I had been holding on to this forever. When I went through the sessions with the trauma healer, I started to release the trauma, the ulcerative colitis flare got worse. And that's when things really went crazy in my body because I was releasing, I was releasing fast. And once I was able to get through that, I came out on the other side. So I hope that story helps people. Yeah, and I, I just love um, your storytelling process in that you, 
you know, the details of it are so specific and it helps to have that as a background. Most people don't um, feel comfortable, you know, with even approaching something like sexual abuse. Like this is very healing for many people. And if the replays are on and they hear it, it's just, it's, this is going to be extremely healing for any who listen to it. Um, so thank you. And I said this to you, I think, um, through our communications, but you're healing yourself as you're healing yourself, you're healing the world. We're just ripple effects of just anytime we get closer to being completely in alignment and clearing out the darkness and bringing the light through us um, by healing our physical, mental, and emotional bodies. We are healing the world and we need a lot of that right now. So on a big level, Jay, thank you for everything that you're sharing. I think the first modality to talk about is really a gentle modality. So massage therapy is physical manipulation of the muscle tissues and it's gentle, you know, unless you're getting really deep work. But if you're having a, a massage and you've never had massage, it's really good because it gets energy flowing and it's a secondary way to work the chakras when you're really not specifically working the chakras. And if somebody's here and doesn't uh, know what a chakra is, it's an energy vortex. We have seven of them throughout the body. And that would be like a whole nother lesson to get into exactly what the chakras are and what they stand for. So for purposes of time, I'm just going to say that they're energy vortexes that let in outside energy from the universe into our internal body. And we have, you know, an energetic aura, which I'm sure people have heard of, and we can photograph it so it does exist. But that we're an energetic being outside of our physical body. These vortexes allow physical, mental, and spiritual experiences to flow through and they can become blocked for many different reasons. And we would love them to stay open and flowing in the right uh, vortex direction. We'd love to have them flowing and in balance. And then we feel good. We feel in flow with the universe. When those chakras get blocked, then we start to feel imbalances and then physical manifestations come about where we're having issues, we're having pain. And so massage is a nice gentle way to really work the energy flow without directly doing chakra work or energy healing or any of that stuff that might be too woo for people. So getting a massage is good. So I want to bring this now because emotional release can happen. Like sometimes you get a massage and you're like, gosh, I felt so crappy like the next day. Well, that's normal. It's, it's very normal to feel you know, like uh, you're, you're kind of processing uh, energy that you might have not processed before because the massage therapist might have opened the vortexes and you're just feeling different and, and maybe there's flow that's happening that is good, but also there might be some things being released and that's called emotional release. And as a massage therapist over the years, I've had people break down. You learn about this in massage school. People can all of a sudden be brought to tears because you might be touching like an area in their back or their neck where they had an accident, um, say just a car accident, because this is really common. I found this is very common in the work that I've done, that people have had whiplash or they had an accident and they'd stored that fear within their traps and, you know, their cervical vertebrae. All of a sudden I'm working there and then it's just they break into tears and they're not sure why and then they're processing it as we look at the medical history I talk about you know oh this happened you know have you ever thought about this accident that you had and how did it happen how to make you feel and then they go deeper into you know oh wow yeah and then you you kind of continue with the therapy and again one session for any modality isn't really gonna do the job you're gonna have to commit to 
a modality that works for you and it might take a series. It, it's not just a one and done process. You, you are going to need a plan, a healing plan, and you can use you know, multiple modalities to help you heal, but usually it's gonna be more than one time that you engage in, in the healing modality. And so the release can happen just through gentle massage, or if I'm doing an abdo abdominal massage on somebody, they might have a breakdown. I'm just relating different things that might happen in the body. Like there might have been a miscarriage or there might have been issues with sexual abuse. And I'm doing a abdominal massage and all of a sudden they're having this reaction. Like they're either nervous or frustrated. Their heart rate increases and they're like, you know, can you can you move away there? You know, you, you, you're thinking, okay, yeah, sure, I can move away. But you're noticing this as a body worker. You're noticing that there's something there that's making the person uncomfortable. There's a change in the physical reaction that's happening. And so you're just kind of moving these subtle energies about. And so through just massage, you can start to let go of things that are trapped in the body and you can let go that way. Now, in conjunction with massage, you might find that you become very emotional and you might need a therapist. And so I'm going to ask you, Jay, to expound. Did you have a therapist through any of these energy modalities? Did you have a talk therapist or psychotherapist? So I had the trauma energy healer, which was also, she was also a psychologist and she had the healing modality as well. So it was, everything was combined into one. So that's what I chose from her. I felt that, yes, Joanne, I completely agree with you, could not agree with you more, that you have to commit to the process. Like one, you know, one time at the energy healer isn't going to do it. You have to commit to a few, few more times, several more times. I did two sessions and I found them extremely helpful, but also on the side, I also do all sorts of work. Joanne's the same as me. You know, we're always doing energy healings and clearing, and we're going to talk about tapping next and all of that. So we're constantly trying to release and clear our body. So, you know, I, definitely know that I need to go back and talk to someone else. Uh, maybe the same person. I have someone else I may talk to. I have this really cute place. I don't know if you call this cute, but I have this cute place in my town called the therapy barn. So I may go to those ladies and talk to them. It's just, I'm very into like what I'm feeling at the moment, what resonates with me. Do I talk to tradition? Do I do traditional therapy or do I need a whole workup? You know? So it just absolutely depends. I hope that answered the question. Okay. That is really important. It's, it's important to have some professional that's a counselor or psychotherapist in conjunction with emotional release. It just really is because you need that talk. It's like called psychosomatic. So I'm the somatic in the massage therapy. So I'm working the body. And then you need somebody who's psychological, uh, a professional and psycho, I guess they psychoanalyst. Yes. A professional there to help you process that whole um, mental part of it. I feel that you really need the physical part. There's all the physical parts. So the method I'll talk about after the, the tapping, Jay, is, is the rosin method. And we've spoke of this before, I think, in a previous um, room. But I really want to touch on it again is the rosin method. Um, because you need the combination of talking it out, but also moving it physically out. So we always say multidimensional beings, we need all of this. We need, you know, physical, mental, emotional, the whole nine yards, you need it all to get it out, to move it, to flow, you know, to be in flow. 
so from massage, you can go a little deeper. I want to mention this, and I don't know if you can pin. If you don't feel like you want to pin, that's okay. Um, I can just mention it, and then I can tap it in, or I can type it into the chat. But Barbara Brennan Healing, it's a method. Barbara Brennan is this amazing woman. She I'm just going to say, sorry not to interrupt you, I just, I'm pinning, I'm putting everything in the chat, so I already put Barbara Brennan in the chat. Oh, you're so good. One step ahead of me. Okay, that's great. So Barbara Brennan, I would just say to explore her website it is vast it's she's written uh, numerous texts on healing and you know I've read them front to back numerous times over the last 20 years because they're amazing she this woman is channeling <laughs> divine intelligence for sure but she's not just a woo person like oh energy healer people always say oh that's just you know quackery or whatever no she's a physicists that work for NASA. She has a science background, but she also has this amazing uh, ability to see auras that she discovered when she was a young child. And not to go off on a tangent about Barbara Brennan, but her healing technique is beautiful. And, and it's just amazing that so many people don't know about Anybody I've talked to, oh, no, I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that. And I come across so many healers or body workers or even psychologists or psychotherapists. And, oh, Barbara Brennan, no, I've never heard. I've, I'm so fortunate to have heard. And I know that many around the world have heard because she has schools around the world. And she's an international lecturer. And she has trainings. Well, I've been fortunate to train in some of her workshops. And they go deep. So they're um, opening the chakras through hands-on healing. And the hands-on healing is pretty intense because it's working. The therapist is actually working by channeling source, and you're a big source girl. <laughs> so you, you would love this if you um, can get into touch with any Barbara Brennan healers out on the East Coast and where you live. You're channeling the divine light. You're channeling divine source, and you're... You have to be very clear yourself. The, the therapist that you work with, you have to trust. You have to make sure that they're taking good care of themselves and they have to be as clear and clean as they can possibly be. Meaning like, you know, that they're taking good care of themselves emotionally and physically um, because they're a channel for your healing. And they're also bringing the guides and spirit guides like through them. One of her texts is called Hands of Light. Well, we really are hands of light because we're bringing the light into the chakras through these techniques, these healing techniques where we're laying hands on and the, the breath is a very integral part of this. You need to be connected to breath and you need to be relaxed. And what happens is then the healer just works, finds the blocks because you tune in, you can really be, um, you just kind of know where to go and you work the blocks through um, your hands and through the assistance of your guides and source and it's incredibly beautiful and it's a lot deeper than what I'm summarizing here but that's one technique that can really break through a lot of trauma a series of healing sessions with a Barbara Brennan healing will get you on your way but in a really subtle way so it's not like you're bringing it to the surface and oh my god like you're you're mad the next day like you're going mad it's just a gentle subtle way to just bring about that healing and with that, talking about chakras, I would say I would love for you to expound on your EFT or your emotional freedom technique that you've encountered um, and how that worked for you because that's another way, tapping the chakras, uh, tapping the meridians, traditional Chinese medicine, there's the acupressure points, 
There, we have meridians that we talk about in traditional Chinese medicine, and then there's the marma points that we talk about in Ayurvedic medicine. They're similar in the way that they're just energy vortex. If you think about the chakras as the major vortexes, the marmas are like mini vortexes, and then the meridians in traditional Chinese medicine are these channels throughout our body that we have to keep the energy flowing free through. Did I say that right? Free? We have, to, we have to keep them free and not blocked. So the tapping is an assistance in keeping them pathways free. Well, EFT is emotional freedom technique. That's what it stands for. You can look this up online. Uh, I have it in the chat in case anyone needs the name. And you can look up videos of how to do it. I read the book by... I think it's called The Tapping Solution by Nick Ortner. And that book was really, really helpful in learning how to tap. So if anyone needs that, I will put that in the chat when I'm done. And what it is, is like Joanne said, you're, you have these select nine points and you're tapping on them to release. And you usually have some type of a saying where they say, you know, I love myself completely and unconditionally, you know, despite X, Y, and Z, I love myself completely and unconditionally. And you'll find that a lot of people, when they tap, they do it every day. So they'll do it for a few minutes every day. Or you find that people reserve it for when they're scared. So let's say I'm on an airplane, I'm afraid of flying, and I, you know, I don't want to pop a pill, so I instead go into tapping. And you do see that. It's really interesting. When I look around on takeoff, I have seen a couple of times people starting to tap. So I love that that modality is becoming so much more popular and prevalent. The way I tap is, for some reason, I always do it on the way to my dad's house. It's a two and a half hour drive. I don't know why, but the car is my thing for tapping. And, you know, of course, be safe. If, if you can't tap and drive, please don't. But uh, I always tap on those points when I drive and I say things that resonate with me that day. So, you know, whatever it, whatever it is, I, I, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example, but you know, whatever you want to say that day, let's say, I, I think I was working on sugar last week because I'm trying to get over the sugar addiction I have because of the childhood abuse I endured. I hoarded sugar and it's really hard for me to let go of that. So I was tapping a lot about sugar last week. So I was like, okay, you know, uh, despite me consuming mass quantities of sugar at certain points in my life, I completely accept and love myself unconditionally. So you tap these points. And I do it for around 30 minutes at a time. So it's a long tapping session. And I do feel an incredible release, but I don't know if it's better if Joanne thinks it's better to do a little bit every day, but I do it, let's say once a week uh, for 30 minutes and that's how I tap. I wanna say that tapping I've experienced just in small doses. So I'm not an expert on tapping. I have encountered it. I actually had a psychotherapist recommend it like 20 years ago, more glandular. You can tap on your glands. And so he would talk about the thymus, which is the heart right near the heart. So you're in the fourth chakra area. So think about Native American Indians and how, you know, they're pounding on their chest. Okay. They knew a lot. <laughs> they were connected to nature. They're just moving energy. They're, you know, pound on your chest, tap on your chest. Pound that if you ever had massage and you had percussion where people are like drumming on your back or you know they're shaking you, 
it's amazing because it's just shaking out the energy. So wherever you feel inclined to tap, go ahead and tap away. Ask your body. You can just ask yourself, your body never lies, ask your body, like, where do I need it today? And then you can go there. And I always say, like, the first, um, it's the pointer finger, the middle finger. Um, your first, your middle three fingers are good, or the, or the pointer and the middle finger you can use to tap. And like you said, you can do affirmations, which is in, in itself a modality. The affirmations are wonderful. So repeating those things, you're sort of like shaking their open area, and then you're infusing that area with that awesome affirmation. Like, I love myself, I feel powerful, I'm healthy, I'm strong. Whatever you need to infuse your being with, just, you know, tap it in there. But uh, that's all I can really expound on as far as tapping is concerned. Uh, because I've only used it, I've never really been officially trained in it. I think it's great if it works for you. Um, and it's, it's awesome because it is moving energy and that's what we need to do. We need to continually be in flow and, you know, unblock ourselves, be in the divine flow of nature. That is a good point that the affirmations itself are a part of a healing modality because I used to be the person that was like, oh my God, affirmations. If one more person tells me to look in the mirror and do a freaking affirmation and say, I'm beautiful, I'm perfect. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> laughing, I'm laughing with you because it's like, yeah, that's... Uh... Yeah, so you know what I mean. So I think what it is and what I figured out in this middle age is that you have to do the affirmations that resonate with you. If you standing in the mirror is like, I'm beautiful, I'm perfect, and that's just not working for you, well, that's not what you need to be saying to yourself. You need to be saying other things. You need to connect with source. You need to connect with the divine, connect with your heart and figure out what will move you, what will motivate you, what will take you out of that mindset. And I just wanna, quickly say hi to Roloff and Sporty. Thank you so much for joining us. We have 14 more minutes in this room and we're going through the modalities for releasing trauma and healing and we are moving on to the next one. So Joanne, I believe we are moving on to the Rosen method. I'm gonna hand it to you. Okay, thanks Jay. I really would love to get to the dynamic meditation, so I might generalize uh, the rosin method and, and just, you know, ask that you go. If you put it in the chat, did you put it in the chat? I the will. Link? I will right now. Okay. Yeah. So the rosin method or rosin method is a psychosomatic method of healing. If you weren't here earlier when we talked about massage, it's it's not massage therapy, but it's a type of body work. Uh, created by Marion Rosin, and you can go to the website to really get the history and the backstory on this method. For simplicity, I'll just tell you that it's hands-on healing, it's or hands-on facilitated healing, where a therapist is working on you with their hands. They're guided by where they should go. So they're starting at the crown, and you're on a massage table, and they're starting at the crown, and they're, they're just moving along with their hands. And what they encourage the person on the table to do is to talk anything that comes to mind on certain areas. So if they're laying their hands on mid-back and say you have a memory, they want you to talk out that memory. So it's, it's talk therapy combined with hands-on body work. The experience that I've had, I'm not trained in this, but I've had this method and it's a wonderful method. So I'm a receiver of the rosin method. I recommend it to find a trained rosin method therapist somebody who has gone through proper training for this. The hands are flowing 
not really flowing. There's no strokes involved. So you're not going to be getting like a relaxing massage type therapy. You're going to be just lying on a table and the therapist is going to be moving along. Anything that comes to mind, you're encouraged to talk it through. And it could be that you have tears. It could be that you have laughter. You c it could be that you have anger and you want to shout. It's whatever that is, you are going to let it out and you're going to talk about it. And a therapist is trained in so that they can listen and they can suggest, you know, how to work through whatever you're talking about. For instance, my lower back, I just had a lot of pain in my early 20s and I thought it was from running. And it just, and the chiropractor always worked on it. And long story short, I had gone for a treatment for Rosen Method and I just started talking about my mother and my grandmother and all of these tears started coming thinking about like, why did my mom never grieve my grandmother's death and she never cried and why didn't she cry? And I'm going through all this. I'm just talking it out. But it was incredible because it was a memory that I had stored down in my lower back and I was you know, angry about it. I was upset about it, pissed off. I let it go. I, I felt amazing after uh, that session and I, I came back for another session and, and I only needed like two sessions of the rosin method and I just really loved that method. I thought it was incre incredibly effective in a short period of time. So like you had said, oh, I went to two healing sessions with this woman. It was great. That sometimes can happen. And if you have a really good facilitator, a good provider of these methods, sometimes it can be that quick. If you want, I can move on to what I think is just combining all of these into one, which is the dynamic meditation and types of meditation, which really are helpful. Yeah, I want you to go into whatever source is telling you to go into right now. And we have nine more minutes. Um, you guys, we're probably not going to get to people coming onto stage. I just want to tell you because we're hard stopping in nine minutes. But we are putting all the modalities in the chat. We're putting links to them. You can reach out to me. You can reach out to Joanne if you have any questions and you're like, hey, I didn't catch that. I kind of didn't understand that. We're happy to respond to you. And Joanne, I'm going to let you take this away. With meditation, we, you know, we're tapping into breath. And with yoga, so you're getting calm enough, you're getting the physical energy out through asanas, which are the poses, and you're getting quiet enough at the end to meditate through, you know, and breath work is involved through the whole process, right? So, so yoga is great, and I'm, I'm segueing the yoga into the, uh, or I'm using it as a segue into the Osho dynamic meditation because that's really how I got to experience the Osho dynamic meditation is through training in yoga when I was in India. So yoga is important because you're moving the body and through the moving of the body, you're really altering or affecting all of your chakras, your energy outlets, your you're letting things go, and there are certain yoga poses that are really good to release trauma, um, depending on where you've had the trauma. So I always say this to people who are part of a yoga studio. You know, sometimes it gets a little weird at yoga studios, and I actually owned a yoga studio for a while, so I noticed this. People are letting out a lot of their crap in yoga. Okay, they just are. So and that's why it's important to have like sage the room, clear the room, you know, sound therapy the room, clear it out after each yoga session because through that, participants are just letting out this energetic like goo, I call it. Like they're just getting it out. There's memories and energy that's being released. And so yoga is really good for that. You can start 
what's called yoga emotional release through your own yoga practice. And that's a subtle way to do um, emotional release. That, that is good. It, and you might feel really emotional after yoga class one day, not know why. Well, that's why. There's something that might be being digested through your energy outlets and, and it's coming out and that's good. Um, but I would encourage everyone to take salt baths. That's good for cleansing the aura. After yoga, a really good yoga session, go home and salt soak and Epsom salts. And, you know, be gentle with yourself. Really, people in this day and age, I think they're just so in a hurry. And I feel funny because I'm like in a hurry to get all this out right now. So I don't know if you have, if you have a hard stop at 12, we'll stop. But we can always do a part two. Uh, so we're always in a hurry. And we never slow down enough to just say, okay, let's, I, have I even taken a deep breath today? Like, has anybody taken a deep breath? So it's like breathing in through your nose and out through the back of your throat at least um, once on the hour. Like if you make a, a mindful note to do it once on the hour, then you're connecting to the deeper part of your existence just by connecting to your breath. And so that brings me into the meditation part. The meditation part at the end of yoga is really good. You can go deep. You can connect into, like I call like the soul level. And learning different types of meditation, there's so many different types of meditation out there. So, you know, Google searching, you can just start your research on the different types. But one that I thought was just amazing and, and strange at the same time was the dynamic meditation through the Osho Institute. And just an overview of Osho, he is this Indian guru. You can look at his backstory too. You can just go to osho.com. He's a guru, okay, and he's a controversial guru, but an amazingly divine guru, too. He was channeling divine wisdom, and the people who thought he was controversial were just probably fearful of what he was sharing, because a lot of what he was sharing is just truth, like human existence, energetic truth. People can have arguments over him, whatever. I believe that his information, anything that I've read, I've read many of his books, and being there at his center in India, and there's a, his main center is in Pune, India, it's uh, a wonderful experience, but also out of your comfort zone if you're not used to these type of things. So you go to the dynamic meditation as being part of this retreat center. You have to go through certain meditations to be there, and then you can experience all their other classes, but they want you to experience the dynamic meditation, which you can, <laughs> you can Google and you can see. There's many YouTube videos on this dynamic meditation, and it's, it's kind of out there. It's fun. It's weird. I remember thinking, like, what the hell am I doing? And I wish my family was flies on the wall right now because they'd be like, what the hell are you doing, Joanne? I invite you to watch the videos. It's, it's crazy, but it's so therapeutic. So there's four phases of the dynamic meditation. And I'm just going back. I'm kind of visualizing where I was at this point here. You go, uh, it's an hour long, and I was with strangers. I didn't know anybody at the retreat center at this point. So it's, it's easier, I think, when you are with strangers or by yourself because you get a, a really physical during this meditation. And there's five phases online because I, I did search it, but I, I did four phases. So I guess they can tweak it depending on who the teacher is, but the main phases I'll go over. So you start with 15 minutes of dancing. And dancing, of course, is great. It's movement. And I always tell people, go back to like our primitive humans. Like we moved, we danced. The Native American Indians are great to look at. Native American healers are, you know, you dance. You dance to heal. So you're dancing um, and you're dancing however you want to dance. 
And I remember there was like this little guy, he looked like Jerry Garcia from the dead and he had like his big robe on and he was like turned on Madonna or <laughs> something. In the middle of India and we have Madonna, Ray of Light playing. Okay, so this was my experience. Ray of Light is playing. I'm like, oh, this is a cool song. So you're dancing and you're just kind of flowing and that helps get out all the physical energy and any kind of like frenetic um, energy that you brought into the room. And then it's followed up by breathing heavily, forcefully, and it's no specific yoga breathing. So there's pranayama, which is the yogic breathing, which there's many different types, but this is just forceful breathing. So any way that you can forcefully breathe as fast as you can. So there's like the fire breath people were using. I guess I don't want to get into too many details on the breathing, but you're breathing forcefully, inhaling, exhaling, and no particular pattern. You're just getting the flow of oxygen going and you're doing that for about 10 to 15 minutes. And then it follows, uh, it's followed up by groaning and, and hooing and really going mad. So like you're, you're exploding anything that's coming out, just you're getting it out. So there are people just flailing and yelling and screaming and any onlooker would think like, oh my gosh, what are these people on? But you're really just getting out energy you're just letting it out. And then there's this hoot. So this is the, again, if you want to do this by yourself, it's great because there's this hoot, like you're hoot, 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 And it's like you're forcefully hooing and that's power. Like you're, it's from your center and you're doing this. Everybody's hooing. They're just getting out all that vocal energy, the sound energy, blasting it out and you're jumping up and down. So you're again, moving the energy. And that is then followed where you're just standing with your arms. You freeze, actually you're in a freeze position. And that freeze position is awesome because you're just allowing the energy to flow and you're not moving. It's like freeze dance, you can't move and you're just, your arms are up, out, wherever you ended up. And that is held until your instructor allows you to relax and lay down in a shavasana or sit down or some people are in child's pose and you're just in that resting phase and that phase is just amazing bliss and so if you want to feel immediate healing i would suggest the osho meditation it's extreme it's weird it's um, it's everything under the sun but i would say that's your fastest way to getting out some of that locked energy from trauma in the body, some of it. It might take a while to get the complete energy out, but that's a great start. We went over five, no, actually six. We went over six modalities to release stored trauma in the body today. I am so honored that Joanne was here because she's really, I'm not gonna use the word expert, I'm gonna say guide. She is a guide in all of this and she really has had over 20 years of work in all this. So I really appreciate you being here today. If you like this room, I think we're going to do a part two and we will let you know. And then, you know, just grab our links. Joanne, uh, look at her profile. She has a beautiful Instagram. Follow her. And Joanne, is there anything else you would like to add before we close the room? I just want to encourage people to take their time when they search the modalities out. Take your time, research, and then the therapist is the key. You want to trust the person you want to get their vibe. You want to have a phone conversation with them. You might want to have a Zoom. You want to have a consultation. I, I wouldn't dive into any of this type of healing work without having like, you know, because everybody's energy is different and, and everyone's at a different healing point in their life. So 
you want to trust the person, you want to interview them, you want to feel on the same plane as them. If you have any medical issues that are like heart problems or you have cancers of some type, some of this stuff might be too intense on top of like the traditional medical that you're receiving. So again, consult your doctor. And, and then ultimately you are in charge of your body. Like you are the one to make the decision. So your body never lies. Yes, absolutely. The body does not lie. And just to add to that, exactly what Joanne said, whatever resonates with you is good for you. Just remember that. And you can continue along your healing journey. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we wish you the best in your healing journey. And I'm going to end the room in three, two, one. Thank you, Joanne. Bye. Thank you.